welcome to the Wedding Sassles, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is money management. And in this episode, you'll learn smart budgeting tips for any wedding business and how to categorize them. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Episode 20 of the wedding sassles. So this month so far, we have already covered tracking business expenses. And this is important because when you sit down to do a budget for the company, you're either like guessing if you haven't started tracking your expenses, you're like, guessing at overall costs. And the sales forecasting piece is important. We did that last week. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and check it out. But that sales forecast, these are kind of, this is the data that we need to build a smart budget, not just a hope and a prayer budget, an actual budget for your business. Yes, we need to track, track, track. And this is how we build the budget for the business to keep it in business. We also yes. to grow it, to grow it. We wanted to grow. Yeah. And I mean, listen, ideally, if you're listening to this episode and it's the middle of the year or you're in new business and you've never sat down and made a budget before, like you have to start somewhere. I don't believe in waiting until the start of a year and only having a budget January through December. I mean, obviously that'd be ideal, but if you haven't at all budgeted in any way, please don't wait for an entire year. Let's just, like we, Vanessa and I have both said in the past, find your slow season or look ahead in your calendar and say, damn, that's a little bit slower of a week and block a day and start playing with these things. Cause these are the tools you need to set your business up for success. Mm-hmm. And then start with the three basics that we talked about in the last episode. Um, and I mean, really go back and listen to the first two that we just talked about for this month, but start with those basics. Don't get overwhelmed by it. If you have questions, ask another small business owner, talk to a CPA, someone in your area that is an expert on that type of thing and and make it less stressful for yourself. But it will help you grow the business and it'll help you see some of the things that you may be overspending on or things that you can save money on and help you um, forecast your future for the rest of the year. Yeah, so I truly sit down now. I've been in business for six years. So this is a repetitive attitude. You know, this is, I do this all the time. I get really focused on this in the last quarter of the year. I sit down and really evaluate um, to set myself up for success for the upcoming year. I am not a believer that you wait until December to work on budgets. I think that budgets are really, I was blessed to work at a hotel where I actually had to have my budget items in and complete to the big picture budget by September 30th. And it allowed me to see and learn that Sometimes it takes some time to research some of the things. And if you sit down, it's easy to pull expenses and forecasts and stuff like that. That part isn't hard. But let's say you want to make sure next year you're budgeting a conference. Well, you've got to go online, see how much it costs, get a general idea of cost of travel and things like that. So I usually suggest small business owners put on their calendar November 1st to say, this is when we have to start working on our budget. You're not going to have it done on November 1st, but... This will make sure that you look at your calendar on November 1st and you are blocking chunks of, this takes chunks of time to work on. This is not like an hour. I need you to block like two to three hour windows. And we're going to talk about the different areas that I would put within a budget. Um, But you want to make sure, but November 1st, I have it recurring on my calendar that says, make your budget plan. Just like your CEO dates, make sure you're putting it on the calendar as appointments and do not cancel these appointments on yourself. You need to set the time aside. Absolutely. So the other thing is you have to spreadsheet this. This is not like sheets of paper, my friends. No, and I'm not a spreadsheet person, but I do agree. Well, I will tell our listeners that you little fuckers are a little spoiled because I have a template for this. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm going to give you a link in the show notes. I'm going to give you a link in the show notes to a budget template that we use within our business. Now you're going to change things and delete things, but it is a spreadsheet on Google Sheets that you can make a copy, download as an Excel doc, but I'm going to give it to you because you have to be using this as a tool. It's a good starting point. So you can obviously customize it mm-hmm. for your own business, but at least it's set up and you can just customize it from there. Yeah. And so it's going to be set up the way I'm going to talk about it, that Vanessa and I are going to talk about it today. I don't really care if you don't like my categories and the way we do it, but this is what works for my brain. Obviously you can change it and Vanessa's might be a little bit different, Um, but I sit down and divide my budget into three totally separate areas. I divide them into marketing expenses. I have a whole tab for just marketing expenses and we'll go over those in detail. One for operational expenses. And then the third tab is going to be sales and income, which is this for that forecast we were talking about last week. So like, mm-hmm. where's the money coming from? What does that look like? You know, all of those. So I divide it into those three separate categories. So let's start with the top one. Let's start with the marketing expenses. Yes. Okay. So the easiest thing for you to do is if you listen to us two episodes ago, where we talked about tracking your Listen to all the episodes. What are you talking about? Listen Listen to all of them. But if you listen to episode um, 18 and we sat down and we talked about tracking your expenses, this shouldn't be too hard because you can just go into your accounting software and pull the whole year of expenses. If you've categorized them at all within the software, or if not, it's not a big deal, but you can sit down and look at every single expense you've had and start to divide them. And then what I want you to think about is you can start to match what these categories are in the budget to how you have them organized inside of your software. So we talked about this before. Vanessa uses um, the self-employed. She uses self-employed QuickBooks. Self-employed QuickBooks. Now, self-employed QuickBooks, they give you the expense categories. You can't really change them. It is what it is. You can't do a whole lot to make the difference. I have the full version of QuickBooks. And in that, I can specifically create my own expense categories. That's one of the benefits you pay for, you know, on the more expensive account. So these are the marketing expenses. Vanessa, what are some of the things that you think people should be thinking about when they're making their budget for marketing expenses? Marketing expenses. Let's start with different types of advertising. So there's digital advertising. There's also print advertising. So make sure we're putting those as, uh, what do you call them? Subcategories of the marketing category. Yeah. So digital Um, advertising, you're talking like social media ads, Google ads, maybe mm -hmm. you're maybe some online 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 listing. Yeah. Online listing, listing, but yeah, directory. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All of that would go into digital and print is if you're doing any kind of like print ad. So think like actual magazine, (laughs) the wedding venue map, if you're the wedding venue map, (laughs) um, but think like print ads. This is not print collateral. That's a different Correct. category. No, we're not talking about handouts that you hand out at bridal shows. Nope. Okay. We're talking about advertising within someone else's publications. Talk Perfect. about um, dues and memberships. So for different associations, or if you're a member of a group like the Chamber of Commerce or um, MACE, uh, ILEA, different BSNI, BSNI. Am I saying those initials right? No. BSPI? BSPI. Yeah, BSPI, WIPA, whatever your local wedding association is. Yeah, so the dues the dues and the memberships, if you know how much their monthly meetings are, put that in there. Um, but most of them have like a membership fee was a yeah. starter point. I actually separate out my monthly networking from my dues and memberships because the dues and memberships usually hit once a year, right? So I know that all of a sudden that $600 is going to come in December, you know, or that, you know, $500 yearly membership. So when I'm focusing on sales and cash flow for that month, I know when that's going to hit. But one of my other categories, which Vanessa touched on, is networking events. So I'll sit down and say, I under my networking event section, I put in all of the different events of the different things. And I'll look at it and say, okay, I'm not going to go to NACE every month. NACE is $45. I'm going to make sure I budget to go five times this year. And I only get to go to ILEA. I just don't have the time to go as often I'd like. So I'm going to budget that four times this year and on the different months that I do nice. So we can kind of sit down and financially plan out my networking and what the costs are for that for the year. We know that we touched base on this um, two episodes ago for meals and entertainment, but that also needs to be part of the marketing expense category. Meals and entertainment, 
we touched base on this at the beginning of this episode, your print collateral. So that is not part of your advertising print. That is part of your own materials that you are printing. And yeah, so out. that's like business cards, postcards, rack cards. Correct. If you menus, have menus, flyers, flyers, yes, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, all of those pieces go into print collateral. Um, yes. I have a category also, and I think this would be a lot of venues if you actually host an event. So, or let's say you're a hair and makeup company and you want to kind of host a little networking group where you invite a bunch of planners in and you do a little things like that. I actually separate hosted events or like events hosted. I separate those expenses a little bit different because that's one of the things we do for marketing within mm-hmm. my business. So I have a separate category for that. And then one of my other items is promotional items. So I separate print collateral from promotional items in my head. Print collateral is like paper products, you know, yeah. it's different paper, but promotional items are things more like if I'm going to do a happy birthday gift, if I'm going to do, you know, swag with our company logo or name or things on that, those are more promotional items to me. Mm-hmm. And going along with the hosted events, I don't host events, but I attend wedding shows. So I don't, I don't host wedding shows, but if you're doing any type of open houses or you're doing like the big bridal shows, things like that, you're going to want to also put that as a part of your marketing expense. Yep. And I budget the booth booth rental, basically. Yeah. I budget not only the booth rental, but what I'll do is go into like for each event, maybe you need booth rental, maybe you need internet, maybe you have to pay for electric linens, linens, Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. Once a year, I like to kind of budget every year in December for like a booth refresh. So I like to look at my booth and say, do I want to do anything different for the January booth? But I'm actually going to spend that money in November, December. Mm -hmm. So those so we are, talked about we talked about all these things in a previous episode talking about booth setups and booth boxes or show boxes things like that. Yeah, so it allows you to kind of look ahead and say, you know, this budget for marketing is not only when you sit down to make your budget for the year and we'll hit on this a little bit harder too, but when you sit down to make your budget for the year for these categories, I want you to build the motherfucking dream. I mean, I want you to say, I'm going to spend $500 a month on social ads. I want you to put every single possible penny that you want to spend on marketing your business into this spreadsheet. You can always go back and zero things out or lessen them based upon projections. But when you're first building your budget, you should build the dream. Put all the ideas in there. Put all of the things you potentially want to do. I'm going to do five wedding shows next year. Put it in. Put it in. Like build it all in because you can always go back and refine and take out. The other thing you'll see if you use the template is that under each category, I actually like sub itemize it. So under print collateral, under print print collateral, I have holiday card, business cards, wedding show booth, one page marketing sheet, name tags, welcome, thank you cards, media kits. I sub, I, I don't just put in a dollar amount. I put each item specifically so I can see what I spent, what I didn't spend. I like it. So the next category that we're going to move on to is going to be operational expenses. Yes. Oh, one that I hate. <laughs> I know we've talked about this is bank charges and fees, which also includes transaction fees, which I hate, but it's part of business. So bank charges and transaction fees, you should know what your bank is charging you for your separate checking accounts that are just for payroll or for your separate savings accounts. You you should know those fees. And if you don't, well, that's a separate discussion, but you should be incorporating those into your operational expenses. Right. And if you're a company that takes credit cards and you find that even 60, 70, 80% of your clients are paying by credit card, what you can do is, and we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about this income sheet in a second, but the, you can take whatever, if you estimate, you know, $20,000 in income in January, you can just have that like box be 3% or whatever your fee percentage is that you have to pay 3% of the 20,000. Because if you're putting in, I'm selling 20,000 this month and you are not subtracting the fact that out of that 20,000 at 3%, you're losing $600, right? Like that's significant. You need to make sure you're putting that in as an expense. So under operational, I added that in. Actually, I didn't, my bookkeeper did. She's so smart. (laughs) She put that in and she's like, oh, you missed one. I was like, damn it. Next is going to be contractors, payroll wages, taxes, and fees. 
we have to make sure that we are putting in payroll wages, but also payroll fees. If you have an outside company that's doing your payroll, a lot of small businesses do it themselves, but some people hire an outside payroll company. Make sure that's also incorporated into your operational expenses. Yeah. And anybody in my world that I would consider a contractor. So like, um, you know, I have a copywriter on staff that will help with things, you know, and that's kind of more project Mm -hmm. by project of certain things like that. Um, if you, you know, have some of those things, I kind of line item them in there and say, you know what, I want to spend about a thousand dollars this month on, um, you know, working on, I'm going to attack a website project in July. It's slow season. I have time to work on things. I'm going to do like budget, like 1500 of an upgrade. I might put that in there. And then I definitely suggest doing not only contractor fees. Um, and when we say contractor guys, we're not talking about like physical construction. construction. We are talking about 1099 contractors. 1099. <laughs> I was like, let me just make sure we clarify. Sometimes we, Not the guy with the hard hat. Sometimes we make assumptions. So um, <laughs> yeah, so we're talking like, you know, or payroll wages with the employees. And then the other thing about having the taxes being there, when we say about taxes, if you have employees and staff, there's employment tax that you have to pay on top of their salary and wages. And so you want to track all of those things. Yes. Next is going to be education and conferences. So we, if you guys haven't figured out, love education. We might might be addicted to it a little bit. And conferences. We don't go to a lot of, well, Shannon goes to more conferences than I do because she speaks at them. Conferences, we definitely budget for one in particular that happens every single year. We budget that into um, the wedding budget at the beginning of the year, just so we can plan ahead because the conference is towards the end of the year. But we already know that we have to budget for the ticket, the hotel, the flights, the stay, any Ubers, eating out, which also goes back to meals and entertainment. But all of that needs to be in there. So education and conferences under operational expenses. Yeah. And sometimes I also put in this category if um, there's an online course that I've been kind of looking at and I'm not sure. And I say, you know what, I'm going to line item that into my budget to do that in March and to pay for that in March and do that in March. So any kind of digital download that you're buying, any kind of online course, webinar that you have to pay for, all of that goes, I kind of lump them all together into education and conferences. I have a, it's kind of like a subscription um, to an education online forum that's for cake decorating so that I'm constantly expanding that, but it's a monthly fee. So it's in the budget as a monthly fee. Love Mm -hmm. that. Um, Health insurance. If you own your business, you can line item the health insurance into there. Now I say, put it in there. Like you should be paying for it out of your business. Your, if you have a good CPA, they, you can't write off the whole thing, but they'll know out of you know, your PL when you pull it and send it, what percentage of it they can, but you should be paying for it out of your business, not paying yourself and then paying that separately. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us to the, um, I'm sorry, I just lost my track, subscriptions. And <laughs> so back to what I was saying on the education one, it is a subscription, but if you want to do like a webinar, that would be considered education as well. But subscriptions also, I have the one to the educational forum. Subscriptions could also be if you're part of um, the online newsletters that they send yeah, it to you. I dump anything that I pay either monthly or yearly. So in my head, subscriptions and guys, I'm going to share the spreadsheet, how I do it. I don't care what you call them or what you put where, but my <laughs> CRM, my email marketing platform, mm-hmm. my my social media scheduler, even if I only pay for the QuickBooks in my world is a, goes yep. into subscriptions. Subscription, yeah. Yep. Any, um, my website hosting goes into that. Um, any kind of online storage, like my email accounts, my, you know, any of those things. I dump you have a digital editor as a photographer that you constantly uh-huh. use that it's a subscription every month. I dump kind of all of that into subscriptions because I just think that it's just a different, um, it's just a different beast rather than even the ones that are technically quote unquote marketing ones, you know, social media, you would think my social media scheduler would go into the marketing tab, but it's really in my head, it's an operational expense. I have, to, it's not actual marketing, my business. It's a tool that I use to help market. So 
that goes in there. I would suggest also separating mileage versus travel. So travel in my world is flights, hotels, things like that. Um, mileage should be its own separate category within your expenses. And we talked about this, like it's incredible in the QuickBooks app. You just swipe left, swipe right, personal business, whatever. Personal business. Like <laughs> tindering, you know, just tindering for your mileage. All the way through. For mileage. Um, but separate mileage from travel and because I think those would be separate. Yes, they are not considered to be the same. Utilities. We talked about this in episode, I believe it was 18, a little bit, on how to categorize these and how to figure out the mathematics of it. But your utilities should also be under operational expenses. They are not marketing. Please don't put them under marketing. It's no. not part of your marketing. It's part of your overhead. It's part of your operations. No. So make sure your utilities are in there. Yeah. You can't you can't run a business without the lights on. Yep. And there's things that like um in my world, I own an online and print directory. So the website in my world is an operational expense. <laughs> like I don't know what you spend on your website, but I probably spend that times 30 every mm-hmm. single year in terms of hosting management, updates, changes, monthly, all of those pieces and parts. So you might want to move any kind of website things over it and under marketing. And the category that you won't find on here because it actually doesn't affect my business is things. Things like stuff that Vanessa would need. Um, I don't really have like a cost of goods sold section. So there isn't going to be like recipe equipment. Like these are categories that work for my business. So I just kind of took literally my budget, zeroed everything out, cleaned it all up and made a copy of it for you guys. But you're going to want to make sure to add all of those things. Well, that's the difference between having a business that's service-based as opposed to a business that's product-based. Yep. You can always, you can always add your, like we said, you can customize it, add your line items to it. Yep. Equipment, things like that. And Mm -hmm. so when you're building the budget, I think the great thing about having a spreadsheet is you can not only budget the things, you can go back and look to see and kind of compare budget to actual for the expenses here. But I also use it as a place to track future ideas. So my 2023 budget, I'll go to the bottom of that marketing page and just kind of put new ideas and I just dump them in for the next year so that I'm not going to budget them this year, or maybe I added them in, you know, into the budget later in the year. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I've been dying to go to social media world, this huge conference. It's very expensive and it's always in California. So the flights are expensive. The hotels are expensive. Everything about this conference is that, I mean, it's a $5,000 commitment. Maybe in the wedding industry, you dream of engage the way I dream about social media world. (laughs) And when you look at things like that. That just sits in that list on the bottom. But I do want you to think future ideas, plans. You should put every single thing into the expense side when you're building your budget the first time, put it all in. Put it all into that piece. So put it all in there. Yeah, put it all in. Put all the dreams in. If Vanessa wants to buy new mixers or a new truck or a new delivery vehicle or all of those pieces, she's got a budget for all of it. Yes, that'll be at the very bottom until... A nice, lovely sale goes on. Yeah. And when you think about like seasons and sales cycles, which we talked about, you don't, if your season is slow in January, February, if you are north of the Mason-Dixon and it snows and you, your season goes dead in January and February. You know what I do sometimes? I'll take like, let's use Canva as an example. Canva in my world is a yearly fee. If I have that renewal coming in January, I'm like, damn, you know what? I'm going to switch off of yearly to monthly for like three months because I don't want to pay that huge amount of money in January. I want to pay in March, April, May, like when we're busy again, I will switch it to monthly for a few months and then pay for the year. So now my renewal starts in a month where there's a lot more cash flow. Mm-hmm. That makes like sense. When you look at where you're going to spend the money, you know, if it's a slower month or a slower season, don't go crazy in that month. Okay, Vanessa, what's our last category? Our last category is making sales projections. Yes. Okay. So we did all this bullshit in the forecasting last week. And now you are going to look in when you are making your budget for the next year, it is November 1st. And you were like, I'm going to budget. You are going to first look and see what's already booked and just put it in there. You know that you're going to get, and this is cash flow. how much money is coming into the business already in those months. Not how much you're going to book, how much you're going to sell, whatever, how much cash is coming in in those months, put all that on there. 
upcoming invoices that are coming up due. Yep. Load them yep. all in. I use it as a motivator for me to, to check off people that are, owe, owe us money or to try to sell some more in between like smaller events in between. So I use it, it as a motivator. Um, make sure that you're covering your expenses each month and your profit in this sales projection. Yeah. So we're going to put in everything we already have contracted, and then we're going to go look at all these reports. Hopefully we have, or if not, we need to look category by category, like we talked about on your regular sales projections, right? And we need to look at all of the service levels. So let's use a planner. I offer a month of partial planning, full planning. Those are the three services I offer. You're going to want to load in what you already have in there. Then you're going to go look at total expenses for that month. So if you look at in total your marketing tab and your operational tab and your total expenses is 10,000 for the month, right? That's what it's going to be for the month of January. Then you right now only have contracted to bring in 4,000 in January. You have got to make sure that that January number covers the expenses. And I'm going to go back. When we talked about payroll, you also have to pay yourself. So if you need to be putting in under payroll, like if you have to get paid 3000 a month to cover your like personal bills, you need to put that in there. So, mm-hmm. um, but when you sit down and make these sales projections, you have to look at the expenses that you've already expensed. And this is the time for you to say, well, maybe instead of $500 on social media ads in January, I'll only do 250. And you can make some adjustments there, but this is going to tell you what you have to bring in and what you have to sell. Without those numbers, guys, you can't, you can't do any of this. No. And it's like eye opening, right? As a business, when I say I'm going to hire a full-time person and they're going to come in and I'm going to pay them, you know, $60,000 a year, let's just use math, round math. And I'm going to pay them $60,000 a year divided by 12 is $5,000 a month. Now that's not $5,000 a month because you have to pay income tax on that person. So that $5,000 a month is closer to like $5,600 a month. That's a shitload of more sales that we have to do to cover that person, right? Mm-hmm. So when you start to add those things in and then you're like, damn, can we really sell 20 grand a month? Like, is, is this even possible? And what do we have to do to achieve that? That's why like having data, historical data will be really helpful to be able to do that. Let's give them some random budget tips. Ooh, okay. I already hit the one. Don't forget to freaking pay yourself. I think yeah, please when, people, pay yourself. when people do this, they do such a good job of budgeting expenses and blah, 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 and putting in all of that stuff, but they don't always remember to put in like owner's pay as a way. So sit down and see what are your personal expenses every month that you have to at a bare minimum. I don't believe in paying yourself a shitload of money. I believe in keeping the money in the business unless, and you can always do an owner's draw if you need more money for a reason. but Put down how much you have to get paid every month. Mm-hmm. A big one that I think I've always done is I overestimate my expenses. I think that that's it's a safe bet. But I do that with everything, not just business stuff. I mean, even when I get stuff done around the house, like if I get a, a contractor to come, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if I have a you know a GC come out and look at something around the house, I overestimate how much that would cost for my own personal budget. So for the business, I would also say to overestimate, I mean, what's it going to hurt to have more in there than what you thought you expected that you needed? So I overestimate my expenses, but I do that on purpose so that I don't underestimate and then screw myself over. Yeah. You want to make sure you're at least selling enough to cover, you know, how much you think it's going to cost. Um, And then worst case scenario, if you don't sell enough, you can cut expenses where you can. I budget a certain amount of dining out every single month. I budget four or 500 bucks a month in terms of dining out and entertainment every month. Now, if I don't have my sales numbers, I damn sure I'm not spending that much, but I kind of build that into the business. I also think a random budget tip that if you are a bigger small business and you have a team of people, I think it's really empowering when you involve your team in the budget process, meaning reaching out to them before, you know, send them the email on October 1st and be like, now's the time I'm going to start working on the budget next year. So if there's any new tools, if you need something to do your job correctly, successfully pieces and parts like that, if you want to adjust your benefits. So my team gets a personal development benefit. They each can spend up to $200 a year on education, books, learning, online courses, classes, things like that. Um, And that's built into my budget for every single person on the team. 
for them to be able to do, but I have to budget it. So now if you have other people on your team, or even if you've got some outside contractors, if you have a copywriter, social media manager, whatever, now's the time to really evaluate what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, and involve them in part of the budget process. Mm -hmm. Ask them what, what do they think would help better or make their job easier that they've heard of, like the different um, subscriptions that we talked about. Yeah, it's something that maybe could help with the social media person. And they say, hey, there's this new program. Do you mind if we look at it and add it to the budget? It'll help with X, Y, Z, you know, get them involved. It'll help you run the business better, but it also help you budget better. Also, when they pitch it, they're more likely to use it. Mm -hmm. They choose it when they've done the research and say, this is the one we should use. This is why we should use it and whatever. Rarely are they going to not. Now, sometimes I'll take their idea and do like a three month subscription before I pay for the year. Yeah. So. But if they, are, if they're bringing it to you, it's something yeah. that they are already interested in as opposed to you saying, Hey, I got this for you. And then being like, well, I don't really like that program. Yep. Just an idea. And I would say also revisit your budget at least once a quarter. Don't just do it for the year and then try to check it back. Do it quarterly. Um, if you have the time to do it more frequently. Monthly. Yeah. yeah. And do it monthly. I mean, the dream is monthly, right? Those CEO right. dates I have my with myself every month. I close out at the a, month. At a minimum, do it quarterly. At if a minimum, you, time, you yes, want to go back, look at this. Because you want to compare the actuals to what you budgeted. Because mm -hmm. maybe you're like, if you wait and you don't, you make this budget and then you never look at it again. It also reminds me that when I was going to buy shit. So I'll be like, I knew that May is a bomb ass month. We have a ton of business coming in, whatever. And I was like, I, you know, I'm busy. I got shit to do. But I look at the budget and I'm like, oh crap, May is when we were going to buy business cards. I'll email the team and be like, where are you guys at? Do you have business cards? Do you need cards? And I'll place the order. So I do think it's something looking at at a minimum quarterly, um, monthly would be ideal. You can't do it quarterly. I know. We'll take it. Well, we like to end every single episode giving you a little bit of swag. Shit, we all get. Three action items to add to your to-do list. What's first, B? Number one is going to be start by dividing everything into the three categories. Marketing, operational, sales, slash income. Number. If you, have, if you have different categories, so be it. But these are the ones that we suggest. Yes. I mean, you can just say expenses versus income, but mm -hmm. I, like, I like to see it a little bit cleaner than that. <laughs> um, number two, dream big. When you make the budget, include everything you could possibly spend money on. The dream, the pieces, the parts, every idea you've got. It's it's budget creation time. This isn't budget finalization. You can always leave things in as a line, zero it out, You know, at, put more in, take more out based upon sales projections. Yes, and be sure to mark November 1st on your calendar for that budget. Set that time aside, make the appointment with yourself. It's going to be more than an hour, so please make sure you're using time blocking correctly and do that budget with the spreadsheet. It's going to be in the show notes, so take advantage of it. Yes, and if you don't like it, it's okay. You don't have to use it, but I just want to give you a tool. It's a freebie. Just fucking use it, okay? Okay. <laughs> you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh. Yeah, damn sure laughing today. People are over there like, I hate these girls. They've been talking about money for weeks. It's awful. Uh, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend who you know really needs help in the money management department of their business. Make sure they cover their belly buttons. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Oh, this month we've been talking money management all month. And we're continuing the conversation next week by interviewing Miss Michelle Loretta with B Sage Consulting. Oh, if you guys have never listened to Michelle, you can go Google her and she's been on podcast episodes all over the place. This woman is the best of the best when it comes to small business money management, specifically for the wedding and event industry. She's yes. exceptional. I've paid her too much money to do things like cash flow analysis and things like that for my business. So she is amazing. And she, she was worth every penny. Oh, worth every freaking every penny. Life-changing yes. knowledge and information. All right, guys, go make epic shit happen, and we can't wait to see your budgets. Bye.